hello and welcome back to uh, another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, we are watching movies on the streaming platforms for your entertainment. We explain them to you. It's a movie review show. Um, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, is uh, in Oklahoma City, Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? I'm having a blast out here in beautiful OKC. Oh, boy. It's it's very hot as we're recording this. Uh, is and, it? And it's like 98 degrees in Berkeley right now. In the 60s here. Oh, boy. I envy you guys for once. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> no, it's 75. My mistake. I would still rather have that than, than what we have uh, right now. Uh, this week, we have a returning guest. Uh, he's, he was on. Heat. Uh, he was on uh, our Hubie Halloween episode that we had back in October. Uh, during our Halloween season there. He is uh, one of the hosts of Super Trash Brothers on Twitch and one of the co-hosts of the uh, Jesse Wilder's Guide to Life podcast. It is one of my dearest friends, Mr. Jesse McGrath. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Will. Hi, Randy. How you guys doing? I'm Excellent. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, this week... Uh, we are reviewing a movie from 2019. Uh, it is Ang Lee's Gemini Man, starring Will Smith and Will Smith. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a a Randy pick. Uh, so, Randy, what what can you tell me about this movie? Well, Will and Jesse and audience, give give you a little peek behind the curtain today. Uh, we were going to do Hitch, but it's not streaming anywhere. So we ended up doing Hubie Halloween, which you heard a few weeks ago. Or I have no idea when this is coming out. Um, so I thought it would be funny to just do another Will Smith movie, you know? And it's like, I kind of wanted to watch this. Not enough to have gone to see it or whatever, but... I just like, <laughs> let's do this. And then we couldn't do it, so we just kind of did Gemini Man for no reason, really. But I'll tell you, I'm a fan of action movies. I don't have anything against Will Smith. And I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Did not know she was going to be in this movie. So I thought I regretted not, after watching it, I regretted not seeing it in theaters. I don't. I don't know if I would go that far, but I had never heard of this movie, and I am kind of. Um, I I don't know Will Smith's filmography that well. I haven't followed his, his career that much, um, so I don't. Again, I don't really have anything against him. So coming into this movie, I didn't have a problem, and I was kind of surprised at how much I how much fun I had in this movie. Um, so yeah, not a movie I ever would have seen. I probably would not have seen it in the theater, but I don't know. That might've been interesting to see, but I don't know. I just wish I had watched something like this earlier. Cause, uh, yeah, it's, it was a fun movie, but, um, I had never seen this before. And Randy, I think you had never seen it before. No, Jesse, had you ever seen this movie before? No. And I, I, <laughs> vaguely remember parts of the trailer so i kind of knew that it was going to be two will smiths mm -hmm. and then like 30 minutes into the movie i was like fuck was i thinking about a different movie there's not two will smiths in this and then when he showed up i was like oh yeah it, it this is the two will smiths but i didn't watch the trailer closely enough so i thought the two will smiths was like a flashback like i thought it was mm -hmm. like two uh, timelines 
and it was not that obviously it's will smith v will smith so that was a nice sort of twist as someone who didn't know much about the film either going into it and like you will i and and randy i i enjoyed it i thought it was i don't really like uh it's it's almost a like a spy like espionage type movie not quite but it's got like some of the elements uh and I don't typically enjoy those movies, but I liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's like um, the fact that there's a story to this movie or that there's two Will Smiths is not really the most interesting part of the movie for <laughs> me. It's kind of that all the action sequences are fucking amazing. Yes. Uh, and really well done. And just kind of like, uh, dare I say it, entertaining. Uh, which is kind of what I look for in a lot of movies. It was, the story is so fucking simplistic <laughs> at the end of the day. And like, it doesn't, like, if you watch a movie like Wanted, which is like a really dumb movie, that movie is extremely complex compared to this movie. You know, I kept thinking about, I don't know why, I just, when he shot the opening assassination which was fucking ruled, like where he's like uh, watching the train, and then he moves real quick and shoots, and like and it catches the like perfectly. Um, that reminded me of the movie Wanted, which I actually do like. I mean, it's like that's like a dumb guy epic, in my opinion. That is kind well, of that's uh, th- that comic book writer who did also did like the, the Kingsman and Kick Ass, but it's more honest yeah. about who he actually is. I think, mm-hmm. which is like he's just a dumb bro who loves extremely violent stuff mm-hmm. that is like yeah it's like kick-ass is insulting to me because it's trying to be like actually you know this is commentary or whatever it's like oh, mm-hmm. fuck you this movie is terrible mean-spirited <laughs> garbage but wanted is openly mean-spirited it's made by like a yeah. like a jock it's like a jocks movie it's kind mm-hmm. of a beautiful right. thing in and of itself anyway um but this movie is just so he runs away and then it's like the what's his name? Clive Owen is the bad guy, and that's it. I mean, there's nothing else to it really, except I I don't know. I love that like Clive Owen is fr- from the get go the bad guy, and it's just clearly he's the bad guy. And all the, all the um, I kept making jokes that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was working in the exposition booth because uh, <laughs> it's really yeah when they first meet it is like. All the exposition appears like takes place there. Yeah, and it's like I got to take a look at a map. Maybe we should go back to your booth where all the maps are, and just like <laughs> it's kind of just like the info booth at a fair, or like if you're a lost child, if you're lost uh, in the plot of this movie, you just go um, find the booth, and your screenwriter parents will find you and kind of guide you into what the story is, like what's going on. Um, yeah, she, I, she's like an NPC in a in a video game. Yeah, where it's like you you just go to you're like, what was I supposed to be doing? Oh yeah, I'll go talk to Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Well, yeah. this this kind of like plays in the Randy. You texted me uh, when you were watching this. You said this felt very much like a video game. Oh yeah, the uh, action is extremely video. It's like okay, what I was thinking. I've been watching a lot of fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like classic ones. Like I watched mm-hmm. Raw Deal the other night. And I like Commando. I rewatched like kind of recently, and those movies very clearly like informed video games. And like, if you go back and watch Raw Deal, if you've never seen that movie, there's a part where he like blows out the f- windshield of his car and then drives into like a junkyard and shoots guys 
who are like <laughs> in snipers' crow's nests all over the <laughs> junkyard. It's like the yeah. most Grand Theft Auto ass shit ever, and it's from an 80s movie. But this movie, so it's like when we did Simpsons, we talked about how Family Guy came, copied The Simpsons, and then became more popular, and The Simpsons copied Family Guy, you know, and so you like live mm-hmm. in both sides of that divide. Like, this is totally inspired by video games. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, it, it's almost like <laughs> the dialogue too. It's yes. like right before they do a motorcycle chase, you expect to hear like, all right, we got to get this to the, to the, to the checkpoint. Try to keep up, use the A button to accelerate and the B button to break. It almost and, uh, was like, like as you're like racing through the alleyways, come on, you got to keep up. We got to keep time and get to the checkpoint before the clock runs out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, in another regard, like the actual action that was going on, because you have something that is very, we're living in it, we've, we've gone beyond the era of movies with digital babies, and we've come into the era of movies with digitally de-aged actors. And so... It looked like shit, too. Quite it, bad. Quite it, fucking bad. I will say it looks better than some of the other digitally de-aged shit I've seen in the last... A uh, few years, I will say it's getting better, but it still looks like shit. Uh, yeah, it. But here's here's another thing, though. Here's another thing, and I will I will also say that the, something that bothers me is the fight scenes where it's Will Smith fighting a CGI man, and that that bothers me a little bit more than the digital de aging stuff, but not even too much because as I was watching this, I was thinking about like I used to watch fucking. Um, the the like the Clash of the Titans, right? And Clash of the Titans had very clearly these stop motion characters and stuff. And I thought they were cool as shit. They looked amazing. Yes. And it worked for me. Even though it looked fake, it was still cool enough. There exists, you know, a world where people have seen this type of special effects and, and they're fine with it. And it's going to look old fashioned to them, but they're going to be nostalgic for this kind of look. And it's just kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I don't necessarily have to like it, but I have to accept it as a movie aesthetic of the time mm-hmm. that, you know, is, you know, it's never going to look perfect. No, um, it's fine. It's, it's, a, it's a movie. And I am like, okay. It didn't I can ruin be, the movie for me. Yeah, no. I can be okay with this. So that both, both the digital de-aging and, and this, I'm kind of like, I'm like, ah, yeah, it's okay. So My, my problem with the de-aging, it wasn't even that it looked... Bad. I mean, there are certain parts where, like, you're watching him give dialogue and you're like, yikes, what are these lips doing? Yeah. But the biggest problem is that, like, Will, Fitz, Will Smith has been famous since he was the age of this de-aged character, and we know that that's not what he fucking looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like you're de-aging, I don't know, Christian Bale, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess I don't know what Christian Bale looked like when well, he was 19. We do. We do, though. Newsies. Yeah. Newsies. Oh, and, okay, Newsies. And, yeah, Empire yeah, yeah. of the Sun. Right, right. Bad example. Bad Extremely example. Extremely bad I mean. example, like, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but you get what I mean? Like, he, was, he has been famous. I mean, he was at almost his peak fame mm-hmm. at the age that they de-aged him. So it's like, I have a clear picture of what Will Smith is supposed to look like at this age, and this isn't even fucking close. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you can turn on Nick at Night and see a rerun of Fresh Prince. We right, all grew exactly. up watching, yeah, him. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that that was I don't know, but like I thought the same thing though. You're 100 percent correct. I mean, it was just like I I think it's it's something they're going to keep on trying, and it's something that like really takes me out of that that Star Wars movie. Uh, oh yeah, 
the Tarkin. Yeah, is that sucks. How good it is, it still is not. And then uh, Kurt Russell and Guardians 2, it's like... That was different, though. Was it? That was, yeah, that was his head, him acting with makeup on, uh, uh, digitally inserted onto another person's body. So that was different. Oh. So... Um, have you that, guys... Have you seen yeah. the deep fake comparison for the Irishman on yeah. YouTube? It's like... I wish somebody would just do a deep fake movie. Like, well, looks- I mean, like deep fake technology, I would say that when Gemini Man was being produced, they probably did not have either deep fake technology or deep fake technology to a point where it is production quality. And I do see deep fake doing this a lot more going forward. Yeah. Where a lot of studios are just going to get a map of an actor's face. And as they get older, they're going to have this this data that they can just use to to deep fake them into a different age. And so you're going to see a lot more digital de-aging and then you're going to see a lot more, you know, as time goes on, as actors either get older or pass, bringing them back for certain roles mm, uh, as they did with, with Tarkin in that Star Wars movie, but through deep fake process instead of like just CGIing, uh, building a face in CGI and trying to get it to match as, as closely as possible. But it did, it did not look great in this movie, I will say. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I do want to say uh, around kind of that gimmick of there being two Will Smiths in this movie, they don't, I don't know, I felt it didn't lean too hard on that being like the biggest part of the movie. And really it was like, this is going to be an action movie because the introduction of his character um, of this second Will Smith, I think, comes at a point of the my favorite scene and one that was heavily used in the trailer is that that motorcycle chase. Oh yeah, uh, which uh, Randy, you I, you were uh, texting me about that. I saw. Uh, I was like hooting at my TV. It was like yeah, what? Like and just <laughs> yeah. like it. It was insane. It blew my mind. Yeah. Well, and the the scene that precedes that is the. Uh, them first seeing each other where there's that like gunfight in that like little villa. And that was fucking sick too. Like that whole 20 minute sequence was Mm -hmm. dope as hell. Yeah. I Um, do think it's weird. The point where he smacks the older Will Smith in the face with his motorcycle. Um, Yeah. I was like, he'd be fucking dead. I think. Oh yeah. (laughs) He's not getting up after that. Uh, Yeah. And also like, what is that? Why? (laughs) That and the, how about when Will, old Will Smith is on the ground and does that like, full body push up off the air yeah. uh-huh. in order to avoid the like motorcycle leg sweep. And yeah. I think that one I've, I hooted pretty loud at my TV, <laughs> which just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but that's, I mean, that's what you're going to get. I feel like with an Ang Lee movies, it's like, you're gonna, the movie could suck so much shit, but like there's going to be sick ass action scenes. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a lock for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, like most definitely. And like, I don't know, like Ang Lee, I haven't, I realized I have not watched a lot of Ang Lee movies. And it's like. And this is, we were talking earlier about how this is like shot with like 60 frames. I mean, I don't know what all the terms are, you know, it's like, so it's like, (laughs) he did Life of Pi and Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk and this, and they're all shot with like some kind of new camera technology or whatever. Yeah, Billy Wynn was also like in, it was like in 3D and it's a, it's a story about like a, like a a soldier coming home 
and and appearing on the Super Bowl. And it's like this 3D, like super I've never high. even heard of this film. This was the, the only reason I know about this is when my brother was on Jeopardy. Um, I was at the Sony Pictures lot and the, they had posters for this because I think it was a Sony movie. Um, so they had posters for this all over. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? And I like <laughs> looked it up later. I'm like, that is weird. Like, it seems like overkill for that kind of a movie. Right. But, um, yeah. So like Ang Lee has had a wild career. He's an American director. He's an Asian American director. Um, who has done a few movies about either uh, Asian Americans or, um, in the case of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, an actual foreign language movie, um, but which was I think an American production of a foreign language movie with an American director, which is weird. But that movie was also very much an action movie and kind of set him up for these these bigger movies, and so he followed that up with. Hulk, which was kind of the, the pre uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel movie. It fucking movie. sucks. I rewatched. I just can't get through it. I know. I, is this that the, the Ed Norton one or the? I can't. That's that's the I Eric Bana one. So difficult to get through, yeah. honestly. So like the the Edward Norton one is technically in the MCU, and it was. I think it was. It came out after Iron Man. Uh, but this is the first kind of like Oof. attempt to do that, and it just. Yeah, it sucked. Didn't work. But he also, you remember, did Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was like Oscar winner. Um, I love that movie, too. That is a fantastic movie. It's a fucking masterpiece, honestly. Um, And it is not an action movie. It is a very subtle drama. It's very Uh, tonally similar to The Ice Storm, his other, another masterpiece that he made. And so, but he's also done this movie like he did Ride with the Devil, which is Mm -hmm. is like a cult favorite kind of Civil War story. Featuring Jewel. And then this weird uh, Taking Woodstock movie. Do you remember that with Dimitri Uh, Martin? I just can't stand him. So I was like, I couldn't watch it. No, I didn't see that. So I didn't see it either. But he also did like. Oh, sorry. And uh, and then Sense and Sensibility is another one. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's got this like weird he doesn't stick to any sort of genre so he's not like a james cameron or anyone right where he's like making these good movies but they're all action movies he's doing these like like character dramas or big period piece movies or asian american movies or foreign language movies or he's really just kind of like that director that you hire and he does whatever you need him to do he's a really um, interesting he makes cool i like his movies. I don't know. He's got, yeah, he's got movies that I like. He's got movies that I'm like, well, I don't I, like this. Like, where does this fit in with the rest of his stuff? Well, okay. And I was just reading before this gets away from me, it's 120 frames per second. This movie Jesus. and Billy Lynn. Billy Lynn was the first movie ever to be shot at that high frame All rate. Right. And it looks, yeah, it look, it's jaw, it's like Uncanny Valley shit. Like yeah. when you're watching them fight, you're like, oh no, that's not anything. Yeah. So I can't imagine watching that at that high because it feels so like you see every movement and it feels like super video. Yeah. You know? It's like like a soap opera camera. (laughs) Yeah. You get that, whatever that is, you know, when a soap opera is like, oh, why doesn't it look like, why does it look more realistic than the movies I watch? Right. So, I mean, for, for like the breakdown, film is 24 frames per second, video is usually around 30, right? So 60 is what we thought that was. That's double the speed of video. 
So that's double the speed of what a soap opera would look like. Well, this is like 120. I guess that's double that. So it's quadruple what you would that's insane. quadruple the frames yeah, that's... of a soap opera. So it's like four times, it's like four soap operas at the same time. Yikes. And yeah, um, to get back to your question about where does this film fit in his filmography, I don't know. I mean, who knows what his whole deal It seems like he likes to make dramas and stuff, but he can make action. Like mm-hmm. Crouching Tiger, Hulk. I'm sure there's like there's a lot more that I'm not thinking of, you know, but like and he's like extremely good at making action. But I was just thinking like when I was watching Gemini Man, it's like, is this based on something? Like why who put money down? In the age of like only franchises and stuff for this weird movie that clearly costs like a shitload of money and it lost money, you know? It bombed. So like I don't know. I have no this movie's kind of perplexed its existence is perplexing to me, but I liked it. Well, I mean you might like this, Randy, because I did a little bit of uh I'm I'm a bit of a private investigator and I have access to the site called Wikipedia. And so I did a little bit of research and got a little bit of inside, uh, inside, uh, an inside scoop here. Uh, so it had been floating around since uh, the mid to late nineties. It was originally attached uh, to director Tony Scott. Oh, which mm. can you see this being a Tony Scott movie? Yes, would it I be can. Denzel. Who Absolutely, would, Denzel would be in this movie as a yeah. Scott movie. <laughs> that would have um, been fucking so, awesome. Yeah, so it, it had floated around, and it, it lists the stars that were at one point attached to this. Harrison Ford, De Niro, Pacino, Michael Douglas, Mel Gibson, Kevin Costner. Christ. You know, a murderer's row of every, you know, the Bruce Willis. white guys. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, yeah, Denzel Washington right there. There he is. Johnny Depp. Matt Damon, Arnold, Arnold was was going to mm. be this. Yeah. Um, so every action star that you could imagine has been at one point I'm or another. I'm the Gemini Man, right? Um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he did do some <laughs> shitty sci-fi movies like late in his pre-governor. But he did. Like, he did like the the, the 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 sixth day, right? Yeah. That no, was, that's exactly what I was. Yeah. 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 Eraser yeah. is another one that he did like <laughs> with Vanessa Vanessa Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. His pre-governor, which my favorite thing about that is that the movie, okay, the last movie he did, pre-governor, and this came out when he was in office, (laughs) was Around the World in 80 Days, Uh, (laughs) and he's the king of Siam, right? Yep. Uh, (laughs) So here he is, sitting governor. That's awesome. uh, And this movie comes out, and it's like one of his goofy roles that I fucking love it. Love the goofy Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah, I just rewatched Twins actually, and that movie is a fucking masterpiece. Man. He's yeah, that's good. Like <laughs> he's very good. I watched Predator recently uh-huh. again, and it's just like that movie is so good, mm-hmm. and he's great. He knows exactly who he needs to be in that movie. Yes, and he's perfect. He is perfect. But um, you know, I I also love Last Action Hero. Yeah, and. He 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 knows exactly who he's playing. Oh yeah, and he's so self aware in that that he can be in that movie and make it the movie that it needed to be. And I don't think people got that when they watched it, but it's like I don't know. I think in that regard, as far as genre, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is smarter than we give him credit for. Oh, for sure. And, under, yeah. and understanding exactly the character that he's I, been hired to play in the movie. 
I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the the greatest action hero that cinema has ever seen. You know I what? Think so I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think there's any like if you look at you just listed like four movies and you didn't include the Terminator franchise. No. Uh and you didn't include like Total Recall. No. Yeah. And like there's just so many movies where you're like there's no that I like them all but, and this feels like I'm demeaning it but like there's no way I'm not watching that if it's on cable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm if oh. I'm channel surfing and I've got like an hour and any of those movies is not True Lies is a legit fucking excellent movie. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not there's no way I'm not watching it if it's on. And and so like the thing I like is I go and I watch, you know, as I get older I appreciate like Verhoeven movies more and more and more. And so Total Recall for me is you know, in my world, a Verhoeven movie first and an Arnold movie second. But um, that movie was Arnold's baby. Yeah. He was the one who made that movie get made. And when it came down to choosing directors, he, you know, I think Cronenberg came in there for a while, but he, he asked for Verhoeven yeah. because he knew that the themes that he wanted to express in that action movie, Verhoeven knew how to, to, how to express in an action movie. Because he had done it with, uh, RoboCop, right? Right. So, which, you know, is those two movies are like, you know, uh, you know, what is it? Rubber Soul and, and Revolver, you know, the Beatles albums mm. that are kind of thematically similar. Like those are two Verhoeven movies that are very thematically sim- uh, similar. So then Star- Starship Troopers is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. Sergeant, Club yeah, Club. it is. <laughs> it's the maximalist album of the three. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and anyway, um, I like that comparison, I, Will. That's good. Did you pull yeah, that out of your good. hat just now? I, I just pulled that out of my ass right now. <laughs> that's a that's a Klosterman essay waiting to happen. I'm sure it is. I'm sure some <laughs> some fucking Rolling Stone asshole who yeah, uh, has already got who, that shit unlocked. Who has uh, who has uh, been writing for years about sports and then suddenly decides he wants to write about movies, <laughs> uh, moves over and writes some like clever essay on, on it and uh, gets all the credit. But but to to speak to this and to like kind of tie it back to Gemini Man, the movie that we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> is uh, is this idea because you said like why does this get made? And I think so. I was texting uh, Wilder actually, a buddy of mine, about uh, this movie while I was watching it, and I Will Smith, who was I think at one point very highly regarded both as an action star and as a quality actor, yeah. has been in a drought for like maybe ten years mm-hmm. in terms of like. He's been tied to a lot of flops. He's been tied to a lot of like almost laughable roles. Um, if you look at his IMDb, like since 2008, he's not been in anything of, but other than movies that you were like, ooh, yeah, I think that tanked. Like this, he was in that movie Concussion recently, which was like, yeah, had like that weird South African accent that he couldn't quite handle. Mm-hmm. Actually, that looked um, interesting to me. And I do want to see that movie. I have never like, seen I want, I want the it. truth. I right. can handle yeah. it. I can handle it. The yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's it's about uh, like NFL, like the NFL, like right. covering up like data about like concussions, or, like long term effects of uh, playing football, like wear and tear on your body. That's interesting to yeah. me. Even though he no, may, no, I think he may be doing something weird in the movie, but I'm still we're gonna see that someday. Yeah, no, I think the subject matter is is very interesting, and it's all obviously it's based on a true story. Um, it's just like it, I think that that movie didn't do. Particularly well. I think that like uh, Will Smith has kind of been floundering in his like all star status. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this feels like a movie that um, his team and probably the team that made the movie thought like, oh, this will put Will Smith back over. You know, like After Earth was a miss. Uh, 
These are all movies I haven't seen, so maybe they're fucking awesome and you love them. And I, I want to see that After Earth movie. Was Aladdin? Did you see that, Randy? Uh, no, I never did see After Earth. I want to, because like Shyamalan, I ended up seeing, what's that one he did before Glass? The the one with... Uh, Glass. Split. Uh, split. <laughs> split. I, I, I caught that at a friend's house. I'm like, what the fuck Talking Talking about a starring James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Baby. James McAvoy. I, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought that was like... I liked uh, it too. Uh, Shyamalan going back to his roots and like really finding... What made his movies really? He bungled Glass. Great. Like Glass was a fucking. I couldn't watch down. it. Yeah, I, I couldn't not watch that. It was trash, man. Because Unbreakable fucking rocks. I like, went back and watched that again. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, it's much more amateur than than Split felt. Split felt like a growth of that of what he was doing in Unbreakable. Really, uh, I felt like the camera yeah. moves. You can tell that he has money and he's really going for it with um, on Unbreakable, and like he doesn't. Yeah, because he cranes and stuff when he made split you know he what oh no because i think split took that and because he was able to make unbreakable after uh the sixth sense because they said you can make whatever you want yeah. you've made a huge hit and so he made that because that was a passion project of his and he kind of went hog wild as a fairly new uh hollywood director yeah now he had a bunch of flops after that and he comes back with split which he made after he kind of uh, stripped everything down and made a found footage movie. And I kind of so like that. I kind of like that movie too. I am somewhat of a, an apologist for the man. I, I think he can make a good movie. I don't no, have like, many issues with any of his. I like the Lady in the Water. I I, I didn't. I just didn't see that. I watched I it like, kind of recently for the very first time, and I was like, "This is fine." It didn't end my in my world or anything. Maybe yeah. If I had put expectation on it that summer. Instead of watching Maybe, it yeah, it was like, you expected so much out of Shyamalan. It was like, oh, the twist, which I don't know, right. like. And I think he did it to himself, too. I think once the yeah. public got that in, the, like, kind of in their head, that he got it in his head, too. Like, I, I like Signs. I'll, I'm right there with you, Randy. Like, yeah. I, I actually like a lot of his movies, but I yeah. do think, like, I watched um, Devil, I think is what it was called, yeah. that movie that takes place in an elevator. Yeah. And it was just like, ah. You're trying to be the Shyamalan that people want you to be, and you just need to be the Shyamalan that's in your heart, mm-hmm. and yeah. not, you know. Exactly. I, so yeah. Like, no, it's like you do do what you want. You're good. He's yeah. a talented filmmaker. He just needs. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. He so fucking like, trips split, on his own feet and shit. You know. But yeah. Split to me was just like he was able to do that slow tease that I thought he did really well in Unbreakable. He he replicated that somehow. Yes. And it was all about limiting the locations of like you know, where he was having this character that was like playing the multiple characters and building up that drama with like a small cast, limited locations and not as much money. Like I'm sure he made that, that movie for less money after inflation that, or maybe about equal amount of money that he made uh, unbreakable for. Mm -hmm. He may have made it less than it may have cost less than some of his later movies as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really interesting to see him go back and really try to do that and kind of like, in my opinion, knock it out of the park. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised at that. I think give him money, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. He could do it every once in a while. But also he did, because he also tried to take that route, which I think is what Ang Lee is doing in this movie, is becoming that director for hire. And mm. he did that with like that Air, a- Airbender movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that like Spike Lee did, he does that occasionally. He did that with that remake of Old Boy, 
Um, yes. Which was definitely a work for hire movie, which is not bad. It's a serviceable movie, but like, you know, it is not. It's super unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Raimi a little bit too. He did that. Like Raimi did the, um, the like Oz. Was it like an Oz? Oh, but God, wasn't yeah. that wasn't that a passion project though? Of his? I know, that was oh, his though. Fuck. <laughs> I, that movie. Sorry, Raimi. I saw <laughs> that it. Sucks. Me and my buddy, we got hyped up for for some reason. We like watched Wizard <laughs> of Oz. <laughs> And that, we were was like, that James Franco? Well, no, I, I love Sam Raimi, you know? And I, yeah. and I, but I Same. also, I love Wizard of Oz, like the original movie. And I love Return to Oz with Feruza Balk, too. So mm-hmm. we watched we watched those, and then me and my buddy went, and we, we did, like, IMAX 3D and shit. Fuck, oh, my yeah. goodness. Like, nobody was there and shit. I think it was a sneak <laughs> preview, maybe. But and it, it's just, like, sucked. It's so long and just... It fucking, it's not good at all. Yeah. That's a bummer, man. Um, oh, that was great and powerful. It, well, to say it's not good at all is misleading. The beginning, it, it replicates Wizard of Oz. At the beginning, it's like black and white and becomes color. It has, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't know. Maybe I should revisit it. I haven't, actually, I I haven't thought about it. That, so. Oz is great and powerful in a long fucking time. It's a prequel. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, there's so many... Will Smith movies that I just, I realize I haven't seen. So I never saw, um, I am legend, which I know is one that people talk about, which I've read the book and I have seen the Omega man and I have seen the last man on earth, but I have not seen, I am legend. Um, so I don't know. Is that worth checking out? Like, I don't know. And then, I, it seems like Randy doesn't like it, but I liked I Am, I Am Legend to me is his last great performance. Really? And that was like 2007. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But then he also did like Hancock, which I remember that coming out as well. And I never saw that one either. Uh, and that was kind of a pre-superhero superhero. It starts out so good and then they just yeah. ruin it. Like really? yeah, when they actually get to what the story's about, it's like, this sucks. Like, fuck, yeah. I hated it. Hancock. I <laughs> yeah, it was a about, bummer. because I, I feel like watching... Watching the trailers, it felt like, oh, this is going to be interesting. It's like an anti-hero, mm-hmm. anti-superhero. And then, yeah, once you get into it, it's like, this sucks. That's like we, we've we talked about like movies being mean. That movie's mean. That movie's really mean. Is it really? Points. Yeah. Hancock, yeah. yeah. It's just like he's just a mean guy. And I think it's supposed to come off as like lovable curmudgeon kind of. And they don't lean at all on lovable. And he just comes off as like a dick. Yeah. And it's like upsetting to watch because you don't know who to root for and like not in a good way like some movies can do. Mm. It's in a bad way where you're like, I root for this movie to be over. Wow. Uh, well, OK. So another thing is that like about Gemini Man is that going to I think, Jesse, you said this earlier about the fact that we know what Will Smith looked like when he was younger. Right. Not only that is that the kind of action star that Will Smith is allowed to be now did not really come about until he was in what Independence Day, Bad Boys mm. maybe. Bad Boys, like, yeah. uh, Bad Boys, yeah. mm-hmm. and so he was Fresh I Prince before hate that. The Bad Boys right. movies too. Dude, I've never seen any Bad Boys movies. <laughs> like, um, that's like, and I love I Martin Lawrence. I want Martin Lawrence to succeed so much. You know, I just want him to be in a good movie and for people yeah. to celebrate <laughs> him. You know, because I think I loved Martin as a kid. I just I really like Martin Lawrence, and I like Will Smith too, but. 
Those movies are not good. Like I saw. Okay, the, so what was what was the name of the character that he did on Martin, where it was like the little kid and he would get on his knees? Oh uh, shit! Yeah. So it, like, I mean, what if that what, show is want, next level, man? I, yeah. I love all that stupid shit. <laughs> Dude, that's. So and then he was like, uh, <laughs> there was a Shanene. Yeah, Shanene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where they covered up his mustache. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but anyway, like so. With uh, Will Smith being young and uh, and him being a a celebrity when he was young, he was not an action star at that age. No. And so, when we think about Will Smith at that age, we're thinking about the Fresh Prince, or I'm thinking about him as a supporting role in Made in America. Yeah, I was about to say. I also <laughs> is, am thinking about Made in America sure. movie because I think he fucking is. Uh, I love that movie, and I think he as a supporting character is like doing a lot of heavy lifting in that as well. Well, um, he was a, like a hip hop artist too. And I think mm-hmm. you were tuned into that world. Maybe like, I don't know if that predates fresh prints or if that became, I don't know. I really don't know what the, I don't remember. Is, Cause I, honestly. I remember him just kind of showing up in a lot of places at once. Cause I was so young when He's that, got that when song that nightmare on my street, yeah. which is a pretty fun Halloween song. Because, actually, like, that came out, and then I think, like, the, the Fat Boys had another, like, they had the Freddy mm-hmm. rap, and I, and I was like, okay, this, so there's a Freddy rap, but there's also, like, Nightmare on My Street, and I got them confused a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he just kind of appeared, and he was, like, the Fresh Prince, and he had a couple songs, and then he had a TV show. I never so, did see Ali. It's a Michael Mann movie. About. And he won an Academy Award. He won an Oscar for that. Yeah, I like. I like. Yeah, I think Did he, he does great in that. I like that flick. Yeah, but nice. I, I'm weirdly. I love boxing movies, I, which hmm. is. It doesn't make any sense because I don't like real boxing. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. He was nominated. What's a good, good non Rocky uh, boxing movie? The Fighter. I, the Fighter. Oh right, The Fighter's a good one. Um, I really like. Uh, and I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it probably in like eight or ten years. But Cinderella Man. Oh, um, wow. Ron Howard. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I love that movie. That's like, uh, Cath- no, not Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, fuck. It's, uh, I think it's Russell Crowe is the mm, lead. That, and I'm trying to think of who his love interest That title is just so silly to me, though. Every It time, is. I, oh, no, it is. I it laugh is. And the, in theater. And is, it, so, is, it, is it because he has a glass jaw? It's so, no. <laughs> it's so cliche, too. He's like an Irish dock worker, and it's like, do it oh. for the poor man. Um, but then this guy that he's going against in that film is famous for killing people, bunching them to death, which is hmm. awesome to me. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy just kills. He's just killed three people is all. I've never um, seen Million Dollar Baby, but I know my mom loves that movie or she did. Yeah. When she that, saw it, she uh, probably would be like, I don't she doesn't remember it now. But like, <laughs> I remember her telling Eastwood, me she really liked it. Eastwood movies are hit or miss for me. Like, yeah. they're, they're really good. or It's like, ooh. I'm a fan. I'm interested, at least. I'd say maybe not. A so he's fan. he's I one of those fan. directors that work so much. It's like he he has so much variety. Um, I really want to see that Richard Richard Jewell movie. Like mm-hmm. me too. Um, and then American Sniper is like interesting to me because like yeah, that guy is disgusting to me, and I know he's dead, but he. While he was alive, he was a disgusting person. Yeah, dude, fuck um, that guy. And um, I think it's I think it's ironic Chris that Kyle, he got, sh- an idiot. got shot in the fucking back yeah, by a friend dude. of his. 
Um, but um, the fact that, you know, that is kind of in line with this era of his filmmaking where he's like kind of looking at these major events and like kind of these celebrities that, that kind of reflect our times. So, um, you know, Sully is like this big event of just like a guy landing a plane. Yeah. Kind of like after nine 11, like this guy saved a bunch of people's lives. Right. And just like, how do we tell a story about him? And I've never seen that, but it's like, how do we tell a story about a man who just like has to save people's lives? Uh, and then Richard Jewell about this man who was like totally fucked over. Um, it's just like, kind of like, it's, I don't know if they take a certain, certain lens of like, cause I know he showed up at the Republican national convention doing his weird thing. He's like a, he's extremely old, you know? I mean, yeah. And it's just so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Unforgiven, like, you know, people just, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what his, I don't know if he's like a hyper conservative or he's just like incredibly neutral about the things that he's approaching. Um, and I don't know that that's, that's just very, very interesting to me. Like him as a director still working and at his age. Yeah. And putting out the amount of content that he's putting out. As his well. politics are not really extremely interesting to me, honestly. I, his yeah. movies are kind of like, I think he's, he's sort of a little more objective than people give him credit for, you know, like mm -hmm. American Sniper included, that they focused at all on the um, Iraqi sniper. It's like him at his house, leaving his house and just walking yeah. on rooftops along in Baghdad. It's like, well, I feel like, you know, I mean, and then they have the shot of the sand covering him and stuff. And it's sad to me, like in the movie. And I felt like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if he intended it to be that way or what, but he left it open so I could feel the way I interpreted it my way, I guess. You know what I mean? And then like, well, I mean, at the end when Bradley Cooper's talking to his wife before he goes and dies, it's ominous. You know, he's like hugging yeah. her. He has like gun behind his back. It's just, I don't know. It's Well, it's because it, he also did that Flags of Our Fathers movie, which is like the kind of rah-rah World War II American movie. And then he followed it up with Letters from Iwo Jima, which is like yeah. Completely from the perspective of the opposing forces, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like he made that those movies back to back as a a pair of movies to be seen together. So it, it's interesting to me to, to to be a someone who doesn't need to necessarily take that um, take that stance or show that perspective and can make a serviceable movie to his audience without it. Chose to do that anyway. And, um, so that's why I think that guy's really, but he also does the chair thing at the RNC. So like, that's. Yeah. But he's directed pretty it. much like a movie every year, you know, yeah. for like since the seventies. Yeah. So. And people still want to see him. Yeah. And that's cool. I guess. I feel like a lot of people have put out a movie every year and they're, and it's like, nobody fucking talks about him cause they, who gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, talking to you, Woody Allen. Yeah, for uh, sure. No, <laughs> Clint is way better than Woody Allen. Man. I would say I mean, so too, yeah. And um, like, if he's a conservative, like, what does that? That doesn't harm me at all. Like, I, his movies speak for himself. He made Mystic River, you know. You know, like, yeah, Perfect World, <laughs> Unforgiven, fucking Pale Rider. Like, yeah. I mean, he's got his filmography. I'm looking at it. Just play Misty for me. Uh, yeah, dude. Like every I which way but loose. Every which way you can. Yes, absolutely. So. 
Great. Well, um, so I, I know we've gotten off on a big tangent. We're way off. We're talking about Gemini um, Man. But that's but that's because Gemini Man is so fucking simple and and it really is, which yeah. is excellent. Which is excellent. It's what it's supposed to be, and I appreciate that. Like yeah. it's it's it, uh it's uncomplicated. I mean, we talked about it, but it's so uncomplicated. And I think action movies get that wrong a lot now. <laughs> they want to create some fucking universe. Or they want to serve some other like drama, and it's like, nah, I'm I'm here to watch people get their ass whipped, yeah, one way or the, another. And this delivers 100 percent on that. Yeah. It's just it it kind of is it lets the action lead the movie, and it just you know it fills you in where you need to. Like, don't forget, he's the bad guy, right? <laughs> there was a shot in this movie that was it made me smile. It made me so happy. Where like he after he murders that guy at the beginning. Then it shows him looking out over the water, and he burns the photo in, like, a bowl. Yeah. Just like, as he looks out into the water, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Sick, it's like, this is something I do after every, it's a ceremony, I don't know, it's like. And he's yeah. got his, like, peaceful retreat where he's got his bonsai trees, and then he's hanging a birdhouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. And they're, honestly, this this movie has a, a Decent amount of lovable characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston, I really appreciate that there was no romance there. No, me there too. Like, oh, they'd... yeah. And here's, a, a Randy, I texted you this, that is that I think that was originally written for like a Justin Long type. Like that was going to be a male character. Oh, yeah. I could oh, see yeah, that. Okay. That makes sense. Let yeah. me tell you, I, know, I love much Danny. Prefer... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Mary go Elizabeth. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I just would much prefer Mary Elizabeth Winstead to. Oh, yeah. I love her. Long. I, yeah. When I saw her, I didn't know she was going to be in this movie. I was like, oh, my God. Because I've, like, I guess a lot of people really know her from, oh, shit. Speaking of, she plays John McClane's daughter in Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, well, really? Yes, she does. But <laughs> a lot of, I mean, she's really famous for being Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim versus mm-hmm. the World, but, um, she first got under my radar for being the main character in Final Destination 3, a movie oh, that really? I watched, like, I was very oh, obsessed yeah. with when it came out, and I watched it over and over. She's also in the very good uh, 06 remake of Black Christmas, like the real Oh, one. really? Yeah. Mm. Um, She's I, in Death so, Proof, too. And, yeah, so yeah. This, is a, this is a Black Christmas house. That's one of our Christmas movies, but it's the original 70s version. Yeah, and, I like that uh, one I've, the best, but that, that's so. And it's I love that it's directed by the same guy who directed uh, a Christmas story. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the entire thing. But um, and Porky, no, <laughs> but. yeah, and Porky, <laughs> and, and and fucking Rhinestone, dude. Uh, Bob Park Clark is a really interesting guy, man. Tragic sure. died tragically early. Um, so. Uh, no, I've been meaning to watch the other ones because a uh, horror film YouTuber that I follow reviewed all three of them over the summer. Uh, and I'm like, man, I want to watch these now. So. The 06 one is super good, dude. I reassessed really? it last Christmas. I was like, you know what? I need to watch. Because there's this movie called Sorority Row that came out in like 09. I saw it in theaters and I was just like, wow, this is like a real slasher movie. It's not self-aware or anything. It's just like a slasher movie set in 09 and they do it right, you know, and uh, that Black Christmas movie, I had the idea that maybe that one would be like that too and it was. It held up. Cool. It's a good, it's its own thing too. It completely changes the story 
And so, yeah. yeah, it's good. I'll check it out. Anyway, we're talking about Gemini Man here on CRM. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we've hit I think we've hit a wall on like the actual Gemini Man talk. So I think it's time we should take a break and come back with a big roundup. Big roundup. Hi, I'm Jacob, and I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. All right, and we are back here for the big roundup of Gemini Man. Uh, Randy, since you selected this movie, I'm going to let you. Uh, I'm going to let you give us the first rating of this movie on a one to five star scale. What would you give Gemini Man? Zero to five, I think. But zero to five, okay. Uh, I reserve the right to give a movie zero stars, and I hope someday I do. But not today, my friend, because Ang Lee. When you get a guy like Ang Lee directing the movie, it's interesting anyway. Somebody that's like completely proven themselves, who's like an old master, basically, makes a bad action movie, good action movie, I'm watching it. And you should be too. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about Clint Eastwood earlier. That's why he's interesting to me. You know, I haven't seen, I don't see all of his movies. Like I I haven't seen Sully. I am really interested in Richard Jewell. Yeah. And I haven't seen The Mule yet. I'm interested in that, too. But um, so I think even if it was a disaster, I would still probably rate it at least three. But I thought it was a really good action movie. The Dirt Bike Chase is fucking incredible. It's like it fucking just completely rocks. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the movie and she's great. Will Smith is actually really good in them. It's like watching it, I was like, is this one of the best Will Smith movies? It might be, honestly, because I'm looking at, I was never really into Men in Black even, you know? So yeah, same Will here. Smith has offered me very little in terms of movies I love, you know? I love Enemy of the State is a movie he's in. And like we were talking about Made in America, and he's in a, a movie called Six Degrees of Separation from That's that era, a really yeah. early movie. Um. So, with that extremely long preamble, 
Gemini man. Oh, and we also didn't mention Clive Owen is the bad guy. I think we did, but he just looks like shit. I was like, yeah. I was gonna say was he like, looks fucking washed. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're like one of the most handsome men who ever lived, and you just he like can't, you look he, like he worked on this movie for three this. days, tops. Like, <laughs> like he was barely on set. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. Anyway, because he was like he couldn't have been hotter like 15 years ago, you mm-hmm. know. And Children of yeah. Men is. One of the best movies ever made. So certainly yeah. this century, I think it's high on the list, in my opinion. Um, anyway, Gemini Man, three and a half stars from Randy. Three and a half from Randy. Jesse, what would you rate Gemini Man on a five-star scale? So I, this is tough because I gave Hubie Halloween three and a half stars. And that's my only <laughs> sort of baseline I've created. So now I have to essentially rate this movie better, worse, or the same as Hubie Halloween. Those are my options. Um, and if that's, the, if that's the way I'm going, I'm going to say it's a four star for me. Four because star. I, yeah, because I think that, um, like I said, it, it avoided a lot of the traps of like a lot of modern, well, a lot of a lot of action movies in general, but a lot of modern action movies, like there was no romantic side plot. I loved that. I love that I didn't too. Need it. Mm-hmm. Great I, I didn't point. need it at all. Uh, and, and it was great. They teased it for a second. They were like, do you guys want separate rooms or it's the same room? And they say separate rooms and then they never talk about it again. Yep. It's incredible. Um, I thought the ending was satisfying enough. Like the fact that like Will Smith weirdly becomes his own dad and they have the same parents. I thought it was like weird and funny and like the only logical conclusion. Um, I also think we didn't shout him out at all, but Benedict Wong, who plays Baron, the yes. like, pilot, awesome performance from him. I think he he fucking rocks and everything I've seen him in. Yes. Um, and he's somebody he's one of those people where I just like anytime they show up in a movie, I'm like, yes, he dies like pretty Pena unceremoniously, too. Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah. It. Yeah. Right. And I thought I honestly thought that was a weirdly awesome part of that is that like there's no big like Will Smith shouting at the sky when he dies. There's no, you yeah. know, he dies unceremoniously and it's like, fuck this. Um, and then you move on with the action because that's what you are here yeah. to see. So, True. yeah, I give it a four stars because for the genre, I think that it's hard to, um, it's easy to create some weird like two hour, 20 minute long fucking, like I think of some of those like middle Terminator movies, mm-hmm. where like the Christian Bale Terminator movies where it's like, right. why is this so fucking long? Why are you talking so much? It's a movie about robots and time travel. Like, get it right. Um, I, I hear you. I That's a, also right. good. Yeah. Good points. Cool. Uh, so for me, of course, you know, I have a weird ass scale. So initially just as a movie, as, as <laughs> two everything, stars. two and a half stars, <laughs> that extra half is because I, it's a bad movie that I really liked. And then on Letterboxd, I also liked the movie. Um, so on top <laughs> of two, two and a half stars, I liked this movie. And I would recommend this movie to just about anyone because despite being overall um, a bad movie, I had so much fun watching it um, and not like making fun of it. I was actually with the movie the whole time. Uh, The action is great in this movie. It is so much fun. Um, And then the story again is like it is so lean uh, that it really just does not get in the way of the action at all. So um, going with the expectation that this is not going to be a masterpiece by any regards, it is going to be a dumb action movie, a two and a half star movie, but one that I highly, highly recommend to to people. So um, yeah, two and a half with a strong recommendation. 
Uh, great. So, uh, recommendation time. Uh, any other movies, uh, Jesse, that you would recommend based on this Gemini man? Yeah. So there's two that come to mind. I'm doing the same thing I did last time. So kind of swing one direction or the other. Um, I think if you liked that action and I just, I just brought this franchise up, but if you liked that action and that sort of like easy digestible action flick, um, the new, I think it's the newest Terminator dark fate. Mm. I, I thought it was a great time. The action's fun. Mm. Um, you get a, you get an Arnold cameo. Uh, it's, it's stupid as hell, of course, but they trim a lot of the fat that, uh, they added when they, when they did the, like, what is that actor's name who played across Christian Bale and those other ones? He was in the, the Clash of the Sam Titans Worthington. too. Sam Worthington. I hate Dude, that, that guy. sucks. I yeah, know. he sucks. He ruins him. It's like, stay with John Connor. Like, we don't need yeah. this new character. Yeah. Get out of here. Maybe we should be about John Connor, goddammit. That, that guy, every, if that guy shows up in a movie, I think you could bank it. That movie sucks shit. But, Agreed. Um, Avatar. So Term Terminator Dark Fate... Uh, was a lot of fun. I watched it on a plane. It's a perfect airplane movie. Like you're just, you're having a good time. You get through it quick and it's like, oh, hey, look, it's hour and a half later. And then my other recommendation uh, is if you, if you wanted more, uh, like, I don't know, you wanted something to think about a little bit more. Looper Damn it deals with a similar theme. Sorry. I was going to bring Just in the sense, it, obviously it's not clones, but in the sense of like, you're me, I'm you let's grapple with this. And Looper does grapple with it as opposed to Gemini man. Who's like, we'll, we'll give it 15 minutes and then we got to get back to, you know, yeah. drowning each other and shit. Um, so Looper, if you want to think about that a little bit more. Yeah. I, I will say the, we reviewed Looper on our old, uh, breaking bad podcast because Ryan Johnson directed that. And he was a, uh, near the end of the series of breaking bad. He became one of the big directors on that, True. on that series before, taking over Star Wars and making, in my opinion, one of the best Star Wars movies with The Last Jedi. Oof. Uh, and uh, so, Randy, um, oh, I also want to say that uh, in the approach to that last Terminator movie, uh, we did a show at a convention where Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Eddie Furlong uh, were there. Oof. They did him dirty, though. Okay. I don't. I didn't see the movie. Well, but anyway, he, like okay, but, whatever. But we were in the green room and we were all like hanging out, and then Eddie Furlong came in, and we all got quiet. Like, oh my god, that's, that's Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong is in. <laughs> and then uh, another member of our group uh, ran into Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, going into the green room. So so tight. Uh, Randy, um, what recommendations do you have based on Gemini Man? Um, I don't know. I was going to just say Looper is like an interesting counterpoint to this. Like, what if we did this with two different actors, a slightly different nose prosthetic and acting? And that's <laughs> like, and it's like, you know, you kind of like that one works a little bit better for me. Maybe mm -hmm. Looper does. Um, that said... This was good. This is like a good movie. It's crazy. It's PG-13. I kind of wish it would be rated R, honestly. Maybe, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just. I don't know. I don't know if like they could have done much more. That made them. But this is over about a bad like movie. war criminals. They don't really yeah. address it. At the end, it's like he's going to school. He's living a normal life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like, you guys like you like, murdered so many yeah, people. You're like, yeah, that's true. You were like clandestine operations for the government. Like <laughs> they even murdered another version of them. 
Yes. Like, they kill another version of them. And he yeah. says he's murdered like 78 people for the government yeah. or something. It's like, dude, you're like a war criminal, man. Like, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go to jail. Yeah, it's like, so... I don't know if this movie's for kids necessarily having... is it, I don't know if it's responsible to not show violence and stuff with like without blood. I don't like it when they have guns and stuff and there's no blood like the okay, okay, movies I will, are really egregious about that and stuff like that. I, but, I will give a counterpoint to that, Randy, is in that it becomes the uh, essentially privatized military that becomes the enemy of this movie and who they're fighting against in the end. So that is the turn where they are working for the military to do these awful things, but then more or less turn towards good because the military is hiring out a contractor service that they end up just oh, going yeah. ahead of. No, I get, yeah, they're against it and they shut the Gemini program down, but they're criminals still. Yeah, like absolutely. They, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you're an assassin, dude. It's like, yeah. he's like Chris Kyle, what Chris Kyle thought absolutely. he was in his brain, yeah. you know? And it's funny because there's that whole, there's like a, the, the sort of like emotional uh, gut punch of the movie is uh, old Will Smith being like, you don't want these demons. Like you don't have to have yeah. these demons. And it is the ending in that context is very funny of like, well, it doesn't seem like you have that many demons. You're like hanging out with your, <laughs> your new best friend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And you have this weird son clone twin. Uh, so it seems like the demons aren't yeah. haunting you that bad, bro. Like yeah. you're doing okay. You carry an EpiPen now, probably. Probably. So here, another one that real quick just came to mind, uh, that Joaquin Phoenix, Lynn Ramsey movie, You Were Never Really Here. That's mm. a really good like movie about a hitman, like an interesting take on that where it's all, I mean, fairly be warned, says I, is a lot of uh, suicidal ideation in that movie. Mm. And it's depicted sometimes like shockingly, like out of nowhere and stuff. Wow. And but that's just like a that's a good movie about a hitman and just like being a whole like killing people for money, you know, and like yeah, I don't know. It's not glamorized uh, at all. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Anyway, my my recommendations if you're if you're talking about like cloning and kind of like someone's dealing with learning that they are a clone, I really enjoyed Moon uh, with mm. Sam Rockwell. I like Great. Moon. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a much quieter, uh, version of this movie. If you want some of the just ridiculous action, especially more motorcycle action, I recommend Torque, uh, which is just... Night Riders for a second. No, not Night Riders. No, Torque is, uh... I love Torque. ...is a balls-to-the-wall, just crazy motorcycle action movie that came out in the era of the early, uh, Fast and Fur Furious movies. Yes. Mm. Um... It's a forgotten classic, man. It, it will be like, rediscovered someday, I think. Yeah, it's so just it, it, over the top. It, they made one and it came out just sandwiched in between two Fast and Furious movies. And, and it also just got Biker missed. Boys was out at the same time. Biker Boys, yes. Saturation. Yeah. Uh, but Torque, I think, is just like a visual comedy. It's just so ridiculous. It is. Funny as hell. And the stunts are actually fun to watch. It's. Yeah, motorcycle fights uh, are great. So, uh, so that just about wraps everything up. So, uh, Jesse, what would you like to promote uh, this week? Um, I've, same things I promoted last time. I think uh, Super Trash Bros. Twitch.tv/slash Super Trash Bros. You could see um, me and others 
uh, drinking and playing video games and having all sorts of fun. And maybe someday we'll get back to live events. We put on some pretty fun live events yeah. um, on both in both New York and California. Uh, but those are have gone by the wayside, obviously. Yep. An event where people have to share controllers doesn't really line up with pandemic standards. Uh, and then uh, my podcast, Jesse and Wilder's Guide to Life, that I do with my friend, where we create rubrics for uh, everyday shit like road trips or birthday parties or whatever. Which is great. And I will say in the same feed, you can also hear the Backwards Dark Galactica podcast, uh, which is also a treat. It's the same... Uh, energy as the current podcast. And I uh, strongly recommend both. Uh, you guys are like, I horse laugh sometimes washing dishes and have to stop because like you guys are, are too funny. So thank you. Um, Randy, what do you got going on? Oh, nothing. I do this cool podcast called cathode ray mission with my buddy, Will Scoville. It's fun. You should, everyone should check it out. I'm in chat pile. Randy rules. Uh, that's it for me, you know, cool. Gemini uh, man, Fear, Gemini. this movie, we don't endorse, this movie is a little too pro military pro. It's just weird. That's what I was trying to address earlier about. Yeah. I get weary of stuff like this, you know, yeah. unless it's Same like, here. it's not, it has to be like high camp or very realistic or whatever, you know, I don't know. So this is a little bit in the, uh, the John Tom, nah, what's that? John Krasinski, Tom Clancy show. Mm, Jack Ryan. Yeah. It's a little bit too much of that. A little bit of that. Yeah. Anyway. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, for me, of course, Nerd Rage of the Great Debates every week. Um, Randy was on our end of Halloween, end of October episodes, excuse me, as a judge for our horror, horror sequels uh, tournament. Check that out if you have not already. Uh, it was a fun time. A brutal, uh, but fair judge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you, I think you put more thought into it than a lot of other guests that we've had. So, um, And then uh, SEPDOC, which is a great documentary review show that I uh, produce. And uh, yeah, this show as well at Cathode Ray Mission. Tell your friends. Uh, and so on that, I think we are done. I think we can put Gemini Man to bed. Yeah, Jesse, thanks again for coming back. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank, it. It's been great to have you on a podcast again. I don't think we've done anything, Jesse, since the end of our Breaking Bad podcast. I think so, yeah. Podcast-wise, right. yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so until next time, Randy, uh, I will talk to you later. All right, we'll talk to you later. 